What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back into a brand new episode of the show. Our offseason position preview leading up to training camp continues with the offensive tackle position. I'm Cody Rourke, host of Lockdown Broncos, director of video content at Pro Football Network and Broncos analyst for the Lockdown NFL Network. We break it down. We take a look at the position. We take a look at the depth. We take a look at overall roster projections, production projections on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to the Locked On Broncos Podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke, your daily Broncos podcast. Getting into the tackle position for the Denver Broncos has always been a question, I think, entering every season. It's always been one position, right? And I think that the Broncos, for the first time in forever, have entered 2021 with relief at the left tackle position. But there are some questions regarding right tackle. And the Broncos have a variety of different players who are expected to contribute, maybe start, or maybe be a depth option for the team coming up into 2021. When we take a look at Pat Shermer's offense, Often at times there's a little bit of an investment in terms of getting the tackles involved in the run game on some pulling plays. Now, specifically, you look at Garrett Bowles. He's probably the best option that's suited to pull from a tackle position. I don't know if the Broncos can necessarily pull from the right tackle spot to the left side of the field unless they had a different player there or if they used the tight end as one of those split offset backs that will slide up underneath, which they did several times last season. I think that the Broncos need to find a player specifically at right tackle that can pull from the right side to the left. And I think that that option is already on the roster. I'll talk about who I think that is and why coming up here a little bit later on in the show. But getting into the overall offseason, take a look at some of the additions, subtractions from the Broncos offensive tackle position this year. Obviously, Elijah Wilkinson signed with the Chicago Bears. He was a departure. Didn't enter 2020 last year fully healthy, and he ended up hurting his ankle a little bit more. That sidelined him, and obviously that led to the Broncos bringing in DeMar Dotson, and he started some action for the Broncos at the first part of the season. And then down the stretch, we saw Elijah Wilkinson step back up into that role and fulfill that. But last year, the Broncos also had contributions from Calvin Anderson, who started one game against the Las Vegas Raiders at the right tackle position. I believe he stepped in at right tackle as well in the final game of the regular season against the Raiders as the Wilkinson was also dealing with an injury and got some playing time there again. He impressed me in his limited action. Now, there was one play where I, mean, I think he did a really good job against Max Crosby throughout the entire game, but there was one play where Max Crosby got the best of him because Crosby shot to the outside. Calvin opened up. I mean, a great mirror step. And then all of a sudden, Crosby really quickly shot back on the inside and tackled Philip Lindsay for a four-yard loss. And I think that's going to be a little bit of a different story this year because the Broncos have, I think, bulkier backs. And nothing against Philip Lindsay. He's always going to be a well-regarded fan favorite. I'd always have so much respect for Phil. But I think that the addition of Javante Williams this offseason is going to help the Broncos' offensive line shine a little bit more, specifically the tackles, too, because I think that's one thing that the Broncos wish that they could have done a little bit more last season, have more success to the outside running plays. Now, Against the Chiefs, you had a couple of successful outside runs. Against the Miami Dolphins, you had some successful outside runs. But for the most part, defenses played to shut the Broncos down on the inside. Now, they had pinched the edges of the line of scrimmage. They'd either have a dime or a nickel package, an extra edge guy that they used that would help kind of alleviate the pressure of saying, hey, you know, we can change up our coverage dynamic here. 
but while still protecting against the run. Denver struggled in that regard last year as an offensive philosophy, and often at times they ran the ball on the inside, and the inside runs just simply weren't there consistently enough for Denver. A lot of that has to do with the interior of the offensive line, but when you're going against a stacked box and defenses are forcing you to throw the football because they want you to, because the Broncos weren't at a point where they were good enough at the quarterback position last year to just stand back and throw the ball consistently. Denver's identity, and I firmly believe this has to be as an offense, has to be with running the football. Okay, you have Melvin Gordon, who has a really great track record of being able to spring off some big runs. He's not going to necessarily have that breakaway speed, but he's going to be effective. He's going to get you four to five yards on various plays. Now, it depends on where you're running the ball to. And the tackle position, I think, can really amplify the Broncos' run game this season by being able to shield guys. Like, for example, if there's a DN lined up on the inside shade of one of the tackles, you have to be able to crash that guy down and step down on the inside and cut off his alley to be able to get to the outside. And if you can pull a guard when you crash down as a tackle, pull a guard or pull a center, pull the other backside tackle, the Broncos did that with Garrett Bulls. then you can get the guy to the outside, and whatever DB, safety, inside linebacker is coming up, those guys are going to be responsible for sealing and kicking those guys out. And that's going to spring up some opportunities for some one-on-one open field matchups between a cornerback, Melvin Gordon, or even a cornerback and Javante Williams. I'm sorry, looking at Javante Williams and knowing what he's been able to do with his collegiate career at Carolina, there's no way in hell that I want to be in a one-on-one open field opportunity against Javante because he's going to lower the shoulder. He's going to keep his legs churning. He's that physical of a runner. And that'll benefit, I think, the Denver Broncos offense this upcoming season. Regardless of who's at right tackle, they have to be able to be effective there. I'll also throw in an additional key there. Whoever the right tackle is going to be, they have to be versatile. They have to be athletic. They can't just be strong suited as just a pass protection guy. You have to be able to have a guy that can do both, be great in pass protection and also be pretty damn good in being able to run block. The Broncos last year, DeMar Dotson, I thought was pretty good in pass protection. Elijah Wilkinson was better in run blocking. And Vic Fangio had mentioned that as a late comment down the end of the season, which is why Wilkinson ended up getting the start down the stretch for the Broncos rather than Dotson. And they really wanted to run the football more. I think the emphasis is going to be the same thing this year. The Broncos want to run the football more. They want to be more effective. It will take pressure off the quarterback, and it all starts with the tackle position. Garrett Bowles, I think, is in a great position. We know what he can do. The right tackle, who's it going to be? I'm going to get to my projections coming up here a little bit later, but Broncos country coming up here in just a moment. We're going to get into our conversation regarding each player analyzing their strengths, their weaknesses, what they need to do to improve in order to have a chance to make the roster. We're going to get to that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, I have to tell you about one of the three sponsors of today's episode of the show. That's our good friends over there, BetOnline.ag. And BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. You get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC and MMA action. So before the next pitch, Head over to BetOnline on your laptop or your mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the action as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device right now to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Taking a look at each of the offensive tackles here for the Denver Broncos entering training camp, folks. 
they have a lot of options here. Now, I did want to mention, too, we took a look at the offensive guard position for the Broncos yesterday. There is an additional offensive lineman that I do want to throw it out there, and his name is Cody Conway. He's a six foot six, 296-pound first-year player out of Syracuse. He's one of those guys that's going to be swinging in at guard and tackle. So I'll mention him here a little bit briefly. Not much of an expectation for him, I think, right now in terms of the roster when you look at the rest of the players there. Left tackle for the Broncos, it is solidified. That is Garrett Bowles. There is nobody that's contending against him. But let's talk about Garrett Bowles, what he did really well last season and what he could do to build on that coming up into 2021. You know, the thing I think that stood out to me for Garrett last season, he came in much more focused and he wasn't really too concerned with the outside noise. And he went against some pretty damn good players, and he held his own in one-on-one action in specific pass rush reps. He worked a lot in the offseason last year with his trainer on, this is what I need to get better at. And a lot of it was his footwork. It was also not getting crossed on his footwork sometimes, especially going against a wider tech outside linebacker or a defensive end. And being able to recognize when a nickel is going to be a little bit cheated down towards the line of scrimmage, and he's inside shade on, let's say, a number two or a number three receiver, You have to account for the outside guy, and you also have to account for that cover guy because he could be a hot route. And you have to be able to protect inside out on the outside defensive end or backer first, and then you have to shift your focus to the outside pass rusher. Now, hopefully the quarterback has the ball thrown by then. I thought Garrett Bowles was super fundamental last year. His hand placement when he would go to attack an offensive, the defensive player attacking him as an offensive lineman was always inside the frame, inside the chest. We never saw him get wide, right? Because anytime we saw historically for Garrett, he would get to the outsides of the shoulders back in like 2018 and 2019, and that's where you get turned, and that's where the holding calls come from. Garrett did a really good job last year for the Broncos. He took tremendous strides, obviously, an all-pro season for him, a Pro Bowl-type season for him as well. He's looking to build on that after a contract extension. So really excited about Garrett. And, And like I said, I think he's the Broncos' best weapon in the run game. If you want to run the football effectively, I feel like you have to run it to Garrett Bull's side because he's going to attack with leverage and he's going to get to the next level, whether you're a nickel defender or a safety that's coming downhill, he's going to blow you up. He's going to look to demolish you. The Broncos, in my opinion, have to establish an offensive line identity as a mean and nasty offensive line. Not dirty, but mean. Like They're going to bury your ass in the ground, and then they're going to roll over on top of you once again. Denver has to get that way. I don't think they have the identity. I think a couple of players do, and Natani Muti certainly possesses that. I think Dalton Reisner can possess that, and I also think that Garrett Bowles possesses that. But we need to see that from Lee Cushenberry or Quinn Miners. We need to see that from Calvin Anderson, Quinn Bailey, whoever the right tackle is going to be. So let's get to the right tackle position. You're taking a look at all the prospects. Calvin Anderson, a third-year player out of Texas. The Broncos have invested a lot in him, and he's in a prime position, I think, to take the starting job this year. I'll talk about my projections why a little bit later. But he's athletic, he's versatile, and he's got very good body discipline. Now, one thing I noticed about him on film with his stance, he does not lean too heavily to one side. He's got a really good neutral base, and so he's really good at mirror stepping. I think for him, his ability to be able to counter and react, I'll go back to the the Raiders game against Max Crosby. Max Crosby often at times comes off the line of scrimmage. He attacks outside and then he does like a shimmy move to the inside and Calvin Anderson matched him perfectly bit by bit, move by move. And I think that's something that Calvin Anderson provides a value because he is that athletic a tackle that can contribute as a pass protection guy and also can get out to the next level quickly and be able to help set up maybe screen plays on the outside if you run it to wide receivers or tailbacks. He's got the ability. I think he's best suited 
And I might sound like I'm actually already giving my answer away, but I feel like Calvin Anderson is probably best suited for the Broncos need on the offensive line this season at right tackle. Quinn Bailey is a, another player that's coming into the mix for the Broncos, and he's been getting some reps too in OTAs and minicamp, but obviously no contact, so the reps aren't really magnified. Now, once the contact begins, he's going to have an opportunity to showcase himself. Do I have high expectations right now of Quinn Bailey? Not necessarily, but I also will go to the point that I made with Calvin Anderson. The Broncos have held Bailey on the roster the last couple of seasons. Same thing with Calvin Anderson. So Mike Munchak and Chris Cooper, they obviously see something in him that says, hey, okay, we're going to take a longer look at this player and we're going to give him a chance. And if he doesn't start, he's going to be a key rotational player or a backup guy or a practice squad guy. And Bailey was brought up off the practice squad for the Broncos last year. So keep an eye on Quinn Bailey. I don't know if the projections are necessarily high for him, but he's obviously a rotational guy there. And I think that also kind of signifies why the Broncos, they went out and they brought in Cam Fleming. They brought in Bobby Massey, some veteran offensive tackles on the right side this year to really compete in that position. I don't think it says enough about Quinn Bailey because he's a young guy, right? He still has a lot of traits that you can physically develop and hope that he can mold into be, being successful at some point down the road in his career. He's going to be in 2021 with Denver? I don't think so, but he's going to be on the roster, at least for training camp and throughout preseason. We'll see about after that when the roster cutdowns happen. So let's get to Cam Fleming, obviously entering his eighth season in the NFL, 28 years old. There were some issues that he's had in terms of giving up sacks and a lot of pressures. And I think a lot of it, too, when we talk about how an offensive lineman has previously played, I worry about maybe their last system that they were in. And we know that the Giants, they had some struggles, too, especially without Saquon there. Not a lot of wide receiving threats. I think Cam Fleming was a guy that gave up you know, consistent pressure um, and also had some penalties. But I think he gave up eight sacks, if I'm not mistaken, in 2020. I'll have to go back and double-check that. He's a guy that's going to come in as a veteran option, could maybe pick up the system quickly because you don't necessarily always want to be super young on your offensive line, specifically a tackle. But I think that the Broncos have really struggled with bringing in some of these veteran players. And it, all the way, it goes all the way back to Stevenson from the Chiefs. It goes back to Menelik Watson. And that's where we've seen things kind of falter for the Broncos in terms of inconsistencies at right tackle. Everyone's talked about left tackle, but right tackle has really been the Broncos' biggest issue outside of finding a quarterback since Peyton Manning retired. It's been the right tackle position. I don't know necessarily too much about Cam Fleming right now to say, like, you know, hey, he's going to be the guy. I still think Calvin Anderson's the odds-on favorite to be the starter. Obviously, Fleming's veteran experience I think will be useful for the offensive line. I still think that Anderson has the benefit of being young and still having some experience that that's going to aid and guide him. Drew Himmelman was a Broncos undrafted rookie free agent. He's a six foot nine player, 317 pounds out of Illinois state, a UDFA. And I know that Mike Munchak, he likes to play around a little bit in training camps, especially when you have more roster exemptions. You can bring more guys up and see, hey, can we stash this guy in our practice squad? Can we develop this guy? Really, that's what it's going to be for Drew Himmelman. He doesn't have a real chance to start or even be ingrained in the starting competition at the right tackle. He's not going to be considered for that, but he is going to be considered for a backup option. He's going to be on the active roster, maybe not in 2021, but I think he's going to be playing this preseason for a potential practice squad spot and maybe getting some more time to develop inside the system. But six foot nine, I mean, that is tall. That is ridiculously tall. That's like Nikola Jokic, his brother's tall. Um, but outside of that, can he move well? I don't personally know enough about Drew Himmelman to make an evaluation on him to say, hey, he can move well, he can do this well, because I haven't seen a lot of tape on Himmelman. So when I go to training camp this upcoming month at the UCL Training Center, 
I'm going to be looking for the six foot nine guy that's wearing number 78 in practice. And I'm going to take a look at maybe what he can do. And I'll document it and I'll let all of you know here, Lockdown Broncos. Now we get to the other offensive tackle, Bobby Massey, coming over from the Chicago Bears, entering his 10th season in the National Football League, has dealt with a pec strain in minicamp and OTAs. So I think there's missed opportunities there. He's getting mental, he was getting mental reps during that time, learning a little bit of the playbook, but being able to be on the field and being able to step down or take the right angle, I think is important. So he hasn't been able to do that so far just yet. He's going to get the first action of that in training camp. Hopefully the pec strain is healed by then, but if not, I don't think that he'll make it. You know, I think that both Cam Fleming and Bobby Massey are also candidates to be cut by the Broncos because they only signed one-year deals. So Denver is not fully making a decision yet based on their veteran status, but one of these players I see getting cut. I see that being a real distinct possibility. And if Bobby Massey can't stay healthy, if that pec strain is still bothering him and he misses some preseason time, some training camp time, I think he'll be the odd man out. And we could see Calvin Anderson and Cam Fleming as the Broncos uh, right tackles there. So we'll get into that conversation a little bit more about projections, productions. How do we envision the Broncos offensive line in general and what can it do to amplify the quarterback position in 2021? We're going to get to that, ladies and gentlemen, coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, I have to tell you about the two other sponsors of today's episode of the show. That's a good friends over there, rockauto.com and Bill Bar. And chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. You could go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The RockAuto.com catalog, it's unique. It's remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle based on year, make, model, brands, specifications, and even the prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and they are the same for professionals and do it yourself or so why spend up to twice as much for the same parts elsewhere when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right lockdown broncos in there how did you hear about his box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts that your car will ever need rockauto.com and our good friends over there at built bar the best tasting protein bar on the market it is my go-to every single day peanut butter brownie salted caramel and double chocolate they have nine amazing delicious flavors including the limited time monthly flavor every single month builtbar.com and make sure you subscribe to their newsletter to be able to find out what the new upcoming flavors are as well. The reason I love Built Bar, the bars, they taste legitimately like a candy bar, and they're covered in 100% chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew. Not only are they great tasting, but they're also healthy for you. Built Bars contain 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, and only 4 grams of sugar. And I would like you and your family to get your hands on a box of Built Bar today by going to BuiltBar.com, using promo code LOCK15. That's going to get you 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Continuing on with today's episode of the show, ladies and gentlemen, for the Denver Broncos at offensive tackle, we're getting into the final piece here, our final roster projections, our production projections for each player at the offensive tackle position. We're going to get into some of the defensive positions starting on next week's episode, Locked On Broncos. But ladies and gentlemen, let's continue on our conversation here today. In terms of overall roster projections, I'm going back now to Calvin Anderson. I firmly believe Calvin Anderson will be the Broncos starter 
at the right tackle position coming up here in 2021. And the reason I say that is because he has just been waiting in the wings for the last two seasons. The Broncos, Mike Munchak, they picked him up off the New York Jets practice squad and they stashed him on the 53-man roster in 2019. In 2020, we got to see him in limited sample size. And in that limited sample size, he was more impressive at right tackle than anybody the Broncos trotted out the rest of the season. I think that the dilemma that the Broncos had last year was that they had DeMar Dotson, they signed him. They had Elijah Wilkinson, and they wanted to see whether or not he could be that guy for them considering the opt-out of Juwan James. James is no longer a Denver Bronco. So I think for Calvin Anderson, this is the perfect opportunity for him to come in and training camp. I know in minicamp and OTAs doors, towards the final practices, he was dealing with an injury. He should be ready to go for training camp. He has the perfect opportunity right now to come in and solidify his role as a starter at right tackle. Does the open competition at right tackle need to be an all-season thing? Look, I think if he comes in right away, preseason game number one, and absolutely dominates, preseason game number two dominates, that right there would tell me, okay, I'm going with this guy. And I want to see what the Broncos are going to do. They're going to rotate these guys in practice, but I want to see Calvin Anderson start that first preseason game, regardless of who the quarterback's going to be, whether it's Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater. One of those two will start one of those games. I want to see him work with the starters, and I just want to be able to see that. So maybe game one, you put Calvin Anderson at right tackle, you see how the Broncos do, and then maybe you rotate the next series, you put Cam Fleming out there. You rotate Bobby Massey on one of the other series, and then maybe the next week you start another guy before Calvin Anderson, and then you see how he does with the backups. But I think that working with the starters is going to give the Broncos a true determining factor as to who's going to be the best bet at the tackle position for Denver. Calvin Anderson, he is my selection. Broncos country, you've known this for a while. So let's get to Quinn Bailey. I don't necessarily believe we'll see Quinn Bailey start any game for the Broncos this upcoming season. Maybe that third preseason game against the LA Rams. There's only three preseason games this year. A lot different than the fourth because usually in game one, you'd see a series from the starters. Game two, you'd see a half. And then game three, you'd see another, you know, maybe another uh, another entire first half for the starters. And then that fourth game, no starters play at all. I think Quinn Bailey maybe gets some consideration to start in that third game. I think the Broncos quarterback position is going to be solidified by then. But then again, Vic Fangio, I think he's going to keep all of us guessing. I wouldn't be surprised if we find out who the starter is prior to the week one matchup against the New York Giants at MetLife Stadium. So for Quinn Bailey, he's going to rotate. He's going to see some action there. He wears number 75. We're going to keep an eye on him. I just don't have too much aspirations or projections of him being a starter. I do see him having the capability of being a backup. But I think more than anything, I think that Quinn Bailey will be a practice squad player for the Broncos here in 2021. Garrett Bowles, I expect him to have a tremendous season. I think he's going to try to stack up on what he did last year. And maybe this is the year he gets nominated to a Pro Bowl. Even though the Pro Bowl has its flaws in terms of fan voting, I think another All-Pro season could be in store for Garrett if he plays how he did last year. But you can't be comfortable with what you did last year after getting paid. You have to come in and you have to still be as hungry as you were as if you're still chasing that paycheck. I think that Garrett Bulls is in that position. I don't think he's ever going to get complacent. And I'm very excited to see what he can do. I think there's a lot of aspirations for him. Calvin Anderson can also and will more than also likely be his backup if something happens. So if anything were to happen, let's say that the Broncos starting offensive line was Garrett Bulls at left tackle, Calvin at right. Let's say something happened with Garrett and he had to miss a week. Calvin would slide over to left tackle. And then you'd see either Bobby Massey, Cam Fleming, or somebody else step up at the right tackle position. Knock on wood. Hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully the Broncos can offensive line. It can stay healthy all season long. So there's that there. Cam Fleming. 
What are the expectations for Cam Fleming? Now, I, I think if I'm going to throw it up in the air to anything, I think that one of these players that the Broncos bought in, whether it be Cam Fleming or Bobby Massey, I think one of them will be cut. I think that Cam Fleming right now, because he's been available, he hasn't missed any time so far in minicamp and OTAs. And if Bobby Massey starts off training camp, not able to participate due to his pec strain he's been dealing with, I think that it signifies that Cam Fleming's probably going to be the favorite to be in competition to start at right tackle, but more than likely, if he doesn't start, he'll be the backup to Calvin Anderson. And I think that means that Bobby Massey will more than likely be cut. Now, I, I don't know too much right now in terms of blocking scheme, really what translates better for Cam Fleming and Bobby Massey. I think that each player has different strengths. I feel like Bobby Massey, in my opinion, is probably better suited maybe as a run blocker. Cam Fleming might be better suited as a run blocker as well, which is really hard. I and mean, this is just my observation. I'm not an offensive line coach or O-line expert. I just go based on what I see on film. I don't see any of these players really matching up to what maybe Calvin Anderson can do or what Garrett Bowles can do. I don't think that they provide that versatility in both the run and the pass. So it makes it very difficult to project Cam Fleming or, or Bobby Massey as a starter. I think that's why I go with you know Calvin Anderson in the situation. So Drew Himmelman, I think, will be a practice squad player in terms of somebody that maybe – uh, you could look at Mike Munchak developing, and it depends a lot on preseason. We're going to see Drew Himmelman play. He's going to wear number 78, like I said. We'll see him play in some preseason action, but it's his pass protection solid against speed rushers. When you're six foot nine, sometimes it might be harder to move laterally from side to side. Whereas if you're six foot five, six foot six, you have a little bit more of an anchor to be able to step laterally left to right really quickly. And a lot of it depends on how you feel, too. And I think Calvin Anderson's just a I hate to beat the dead horse here, but I think he's probably the best option that the Broncos have at right tackle. But Broncos country, let me know what you think in the comment section down below here on YouTube. Do you agree with me? Who do you think is going to be the starter at the right tackle position for the Denver Broncos here in 2021? I'm eager for our conversation and our thoughts are going to happen in the comment section down below. Just a reminder, you can get Lockdown Broncos in your favorite audio podcasting platform, not to mention every single day here in video format on YouTube. Just a reminder, this is the final episode of this week. We have three episodes coming your way next week. They're crossover episodes with AFC West Division rivals, your boy Q of Lockdown Raiders. We're going to talk with David of Lockdown Chargers, and we're going to talk with Ryan Tracy of Lockdown Chiefs. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of next week's episode. And then we are going to be back for a full-on five-day-a-week slate here on the Lockdown Broncos podcast, covering the team that you root for on Sundays. I'm Cody Roark, host of the show. Have a great rest of your week. Looking forward to interacting with you in the comments.